0: she's tori
1: and he's nick
0: and this is i want to rewatch
1: an x-files adjacent podcast
0: scooby-doo where are you episode two
1: hassle in the castle hassle in the castle is so fun to say <laughs> hassle in the castle i don't know it's just so fun in this episode the gang goes out boating, but get lost in the fog and crash their boat on the mysterious Haunted Isle. They decide to venture to the abandoned Vasquez Castle on the island to try and find help, but instead encounter a phantom who warns them to leave the island and never return. Ooh. Its original air date was Saturday, September 20th, 1969.
0: Yay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So we get the opening sequence that we're going to get for, I think, the entire length of this first season with Scooby, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Got some, you know, that kind of thing. I'm not going to sing it. You guys don't want to hear that. So <laughs> and then this title card, though, is different than last time. This title card is actually animated and it says Scooby-Doo, where are you in Hassle in the Castle? And it has the whole gang, like, running in place under the title. And the background moves behind them, almost like they're in, like, a scrolling video game. And then it's got the same Mm -hmm. musical sting underneath, but it's got them all, like, kind of running. So so it's an animated title card. Super sweet. Anyway, so this episode, we open on an establishing shot of a spooky-looking castle on a spooky-looking island. And then we zoom in. And from a window on one of the towers, there's a figure who's looking through a telescope, but the figure looks like a ghost of the sheet varieties, like someone wearing like a sheet as a ghost and it has two eye holes and everything else is white sheet. And then we get the POV from inside the telescope as if we were the ghost looking through it. And eventually a small sporting boat comes into view through the fog. And aboard the boat, we see Fred. He's piloting the boat. And Daphne and Velma and Scooby are on deck. And Daphne says, Fred sure picked a spooky day to go boating. And he's like, (laughs) well, it didn't start out that way. And he doesn't know what happened. And Velma's like, it's very simple. The barometric pressure dropped. And then the warm offshore air came into contact with the inland cold front. And the boat entered some unnavigable nucleation. And Fred is like, yeah, I still have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) But he assumes Velma's correct. And she's like... We're lost in a fog. And then Shaggy pops up and he's like, you buzzed? We're going to that in a little bit here. And Velma <laughs> says no and that he can go back to sleep. And he says, no way. He's going to make a super shaggy sandwich. And then he goes back into the cabin below and Scooby licks his lips because he likes the idea of a super shaggy sandwich.
1: Yes, so, he does.
0: Yeah. We touched on it a little bit last episode. But so, like, I think the standard operating procedure here is that Shaggy is usually, like, stoned as fuck so mm-hmm. and that's why yep. he's always hungry and so like you know in a fog he pops up and then i think this is probably the most explicit reference of him like spoken because then he's like you buzzed so i don't know if that was <laughs> i don't know if that was a terminology that was used in the 60s like buzzed or not but it's pretty yeah I think i'm sure
1: i'm sure it must have been
0: <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so inside the cabin shaggy is holding a sandwich which he calls his favorite. It's a double triple decker sardine and marshmallow fudge sandwich. And it's like seven sandwiches stacked together. It has a little olive on top and it's got some lettuce and sardines and marshmallow fudge and Scooby peers in through the window. So he's like kind of above, um, like probably on the top of the boat cabin looking down through the window and Shaggy's like holding the sandwich up. And he closes his eyes, and he's about to take a bite of his amazing, delicious sandwich. But then Scooby sticks his head in, and he eats the entire sandwich, leaving only the olive. So Shaggy opens his eyes, realizes what happened, and then he's like, well, at least you left me the olive. But then, of course, Scooby swoops in and eats that, too. Oh, man. So. But yeah, poor Shaggy doesn't get his delicious sandwich.
0: No. So What happens when you have a dog, man? That's why cats is that what
1: happens when you have a dog
0: go with cats
1: well i don't know i can't ever eat string cheese or Locke tries to like attack me for it oh. Locke will fight me for like string cheese or ice cream that cat loves those things
0: hmm. Hmm. i don't know
1: <laughs> so then suddenly the boat shakes and shaggy pops up to find that they have run aground in the fog and velma notes that it looks like they've run aground on haunted isle And Shaggy isn't too happy about that because, like, haunted. And Fred says Vasquez's castle is on the island, so maybe they can find some help there. So they all head off to the castle. And Daphne says it's a creepy place, and Scooby is sniffing around, and he comes across what looks like a handkerchief with, like, a spiderweb pattern. It's, like, something on the ground. And then it starts moving, and it's making, like, this weird sound. So Scooby follows... And eventually, he manages to grab the thing off whatever it is, and he sees that there's a crab underneath. And then, of course, because it's a cartoon, the crab, like, reaches up and pinches his nose. And then he tries to, like, pinch his feet, so Scooby takes off running with the thing in his mouth, the piece of paper or whatever yeah. it was.
0: At first, I thought it was actually just a spider web, and then it looked more like a handkerchief with a spider web, and then we're going to find out what it really is here in a minute. Yeah. So Scooby runs at the gang full speed, and then he tries to stop, but he can't. So he's like, oh uh, uh, and like all the sand gets kicked up and it totally buries everybody in sand. And so it's like these four sand pillars just like standing up. So Scooby goes over and he clears the sand off one of the mounds, and Fred is not pleased. But then everyone seems to get uncovered like super quickly because then Fred grabs the thing in Scooby's <laughs> mouth and they're looking at it, and everyone else is like out of the sand. And it looks more like folded paper now than a handkerchief. And it's apparently part of a map. And so Fred's looking at it, and on the back we can see the words danger, leave haunted isle. And the word danger is in big red letters. And Scooby is looking at the back of it and Scooby is like sounding out the letters he's reading. He's like D-A-N-D-E-R. And then he like says danger because he apparently can read, so that's kind of cool. And (laughs) he's like, ah! So then he like grabs the map and he spins it around and puts it back in Fred's hands. But that actually just makes Velma and Daphne wonder who and why someone would be trying to scare them off the island. And Fred says it looks like they found another mystery, and they'll probably find the answer at Vasquez castle. So Scooby was like, hey, I'm going to warn you. And they're like, nope, we've got to go. So that just <laughs> well, So they head to the castle. But as they do, we see the ghostly figure from before is watching them from behind some rocks.
1: Yeah, I mean, clearly the plan was like, I'll have this weird piece of paper say danger, leave, and then they'll leave. Yeah. on their boat that's running ground so they probably can't leave
0: well i mean it, you know <laughs> the map was there we don't know who put it there right i mean who knows how long Nuts. it's been there we no, don't know that it was put there just for them
1: well they seem to think so
0: maybe i don't know Well, they're not heeding but it anyway. they're like oh hey adventure time let's go solve a mystery
1: <laughs> so they go inside the castle and it looks abandoned and really spooky and there's lots of cobwebs, and Fred points out this portrait on the wall. It's Vasquez the pirate who sailed the seas in 1612, and Daphne figures he probably used this castle as a hideout.
0: Yeah, I'm And not then sure about that. It's like having a big old castle as a hideout is kind of, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of ostentatious for, like, something you're trying to hide yeah. in.
0: But I guess you don't become a famous pirate by, like, being super covert either, so...
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So Fred says they should look around. But as they do, we see they're being followed by a ghost. Although now he's kind of see-through and transparent.
0: I think it
1: might be a real ghost.
0: Yeah, because before it wasn't, like, transparent at all. It was, like, solid. So you just assumed it was, like, someone in a sheet. But now it's, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So they continue looking through the castle and they're exploring. And we get this nice scene that's actually going to be repeated a lot in the episode, and actually in a good way, of where we see their elongated shadows come into the frame along the wall and then they appear afterwards. So it's going to be like a thing they use a lot, but it's actually kind of a cool little bit. I like it. So then Scooby is kind of like whistling out of like nervousness or fear as they continue. And Velma says that she read about how old castles like this often have booby traps. Daphne's like that's silly that only happens in and then Daphne falls down <laughs> the trap door so and then the trap door closes and then there's this maniacal ghostly laughter fills the castle and everyone flees in a tangled ball. So like everyone basically like Shaggy and Scooby and Fred like pile on top of Velma and like this big tangled mess of limbs and heads and then you see Velma's legs underneath this big ball of limbs and they're all and she's like taken off and they run away and then we get a commercial
1: <laughs> yeah And I kind of like that they were all freaked out because, I mean, I know that they all get scared sometimes, but I feel like a lot of times you just see kind of Shaggy and Scooby running away while the Mm -hmm. others just kind of stand stoically. So it was kind of nice that they all were like, "Uh!" (laughs) oh,
0: I mean, that was some some spooky, ghostly laughter. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was pretty scary. I'd be scared. So the four of them are walking through the castle and Fred says they have to find Daphne and Shaggy says, what about that? And he does the spooky laugh thing. And Velma's like, Oh, it's probably just the wind. But she, it doesn't seem like she really believes that. She's probably <laughs> trying to reassure Shaggy and also probably herself because, like,
0: yeah,
1: she was freaked out and now she's probably trying to rationalize it. Yeah, she
0: doesn't seem real confident in her answer.
1: Yeah. And then Shaggy's like, That's the first wind I ever heard with a sense of humor. And Fred has Scooby put his nose to work to find Daphne. So Scooby does the bloodhound thing and then we cut to Daphne and she's sliding out of a chute into a room and she rubs her butt and she wonders how she can find her way out of this creepy inner sanctum. And then her intuition tells her that way. So she heads off and just as she like walks away, this ghostly green hand like reaches out for her and would have grabbed her, but she like just got out of the way in time. So yeah. she doesn't even realize that he didn't know she had that close call.
0: Yeah. And the hand is like under a, like a, a sheet thing, too. But it's also transparent. So it's probably a real ghost still, I think.
1: uh Oh, yeah, yeah. That's scary.
0: Yeah. So then Fred and Velma and Shaggy and Scooby, they're still looking for Daphne. But Shaggy and Scoob end up lagging behind and then eventually get lost. They lose Fred and Velma. So Shaggy is like, I wonder what direction Fred and Velma went. And then there's this skull on top of some books on a table and the skull like lights up and it's like, they went that away. And Shaggy's like, Oh, thanks <laughs> dude. And then it's like, it's all right. And then they both realize, both Shaggy and Scooby are like, uh, oh, that the skull was talking. And so they like totally run <laughs> away and they end up in this table and there's a suit of armor that's holding an ax. It looks a little bit like the black knight. It's kind of some flashbacky spooky action here, honestly. And Shaggy's like, I'm so scared. I wish I had a ham sandwich to calm my nerves. And then the sandwich floats down out of the air and just like hovers in front of him. And he's like, whoo, but he seems okay with this kind of haunting stuff because it's a sandwich. So he kind of looks at the sandwich. And he's like, oh, wouldn't you know it? It doesn't have mustard. And then this mustard jar with a spoon kind of like comes down next to him and just hovers there. So he like grabs some mustard and he puts it on the sandwich. And then he's like, well, this must be my imagination because if it wasn't, I would be scared stiff. So he puts the mustard on the sandwich. And then he's kind of sitting there just looking at the sandwich. The sandwich is on the table now not floating anymore. He's like, I wonder if my imagination could cut this sandwich in half. So I guess maybe he wants to share it with Scooby. I don't know. But then suddenly the axe that the suit of armor is holding, like, just comes swinging down. Boom! And cuts the sandwich in half. And it's, like, stuck in the table. So it's, like, axe in the table and then half a sandwich on each side. And so they both run, like, ah! But then Shaggy does double back and grab the sandwich and then takes off.
1: Well, you know, so, priorities. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, totally. I mean, you wouldn't want to just waste a good sandwich. You put mustard on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you already so, got it all decked
0: out. Yeah, you got it set up for you, so, yeah.
1: So then we see Daphne is standing in an alcove, and she's holding a vase over her head because she hears someone coming. And someone runs by, and she cracks him in the head with the vase. And then we realize it's actually Shaggy. And he falls to the ground, and he's like, Hi, Daphne, a star spin around his head. And then Fred, Velma, and Scooby appear, and Velma congratulates Shaggy for finding Daphne. And Fred asks Shaggy if he's all right. And Shaggy says he will be after he eats six or seven sandwiches. And so then Velma's like, yeah, he's all right.
0: Yeah, he's all right, all right. <laughs> so suddenly that crazy laughter starts again. <laughs> and Shaggy's like, oh, there's that crazy wind again. But Daphne's like, wind nothing. And she points and there's this ghostly floating specter that we can see through and see the wall behind him and then he's all like i warned you leave haunted isle and never return the phantom has spoken and then he laughs some more and he flies down the hall away from them and so then fred is like grab that phantom and so remarkably like shaggy and scooby join him and they all chase the phantom like running down the hall yeah And then the Phantom kind of like stops in this corner and turns around and faces him. And he's got like his sheet arms like folded like he's all, what you going to do? And then like Scooby and Fred and Shaggy like all dive through the Phantom. Scooby goes low. Fred takes the body and Shaggy goes for the head. But they all miss. They just go right through the ghost and they crash into the wall. And then the Phantom laughs some more and he disappears through a wall on the side. So like on the other side of the corner. And, like, all of them are, like, on the floor, and their eyes are, like, bugged out, because they they just realized the Phantom, like, wasn't some dude in a sheet, but was, like, intangible, and actually went through the wall. And Velma and Daphne are, like, looking on, and Velma's, like, there's a very logical explanation for what just happened. And Shaggy's, like, well, tell me. And she's, like, the place is haunted.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Shaggy's not super comfortable (laughs) with that. He's, like, not helpful. No. So Shaggy's like, well, if that's the case, we should take the phantom's advice and leave.
0: And Scooby's like, And oh, Scooby yeah. agrees.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scooby's like, yeah, let's get out of here. But Fred doesn't. Fred says there are three reasons they're not leaving. No phantom is going to scare them away. Why does he want them off the island so bad anyway? And they're marooned still. Yeah. So suddenly Daphne says she found a clue in an old chest. And she's holding this giant skeleton key. And it's kind of like, I mean, it's big. It's like a key to the city type prop. Like, it doesn't yeah. look like a real key because it's, it's too big. And inscribed along the top are the words, second passage of the old bell. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So Fred's like, well, there's no old bell in this castle. But then Velma's like, passage must refer to a passage in a book. And Fred is like, oh, well, maybe the old bell is the name of a book. And then Daphne's like, well, the best place to find the book is in the library. So they all go to the library. Meanwhile, during that whole exchange, there's this painting on the wall behind them. And it has these moving eyes that are watching them as they talk and then watches them leave. (laughs) And then in the library, they apparently found the book. And the second passage of the book has the word catacombs underlined in red. And Velma's like, well, if my knowledge of history is correct, then we should find the catacombs in the basement. <laughs> and then we get another commercial.
1: Yep, that is generally where catacombs are, or, yeah. you know, underground somewhere. Under
0: cities and stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah, not usually under your house, but I don't know, it's a castle. I mean, it's not a
0: house, it's a castle, so, you know, high end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gotta
1: have those catacombs.
0: Catacombs.
1: So it turns out that the giant key actually unlocks this door that leads to the
0: catacombs. Oh, that's convenient.
1: Yeah. And inside there's some stalactites and Hindu statue and a shrine with a lit skull and a lit candelabra and an Egyptian mummy sarcophagus. Oh. And some treasure chests. And it's all covered in cobwebs. And there's this eerie light streaming down from above
0: that's a pirate got around yeah India and egypt and yeah okay
1: so fred tells scooby to go in and look around and scooby's like you're kidding like but you know in the scooby voice yeah. that i can't We're do ridden. We're ridden. We're and ridden. fred is like no i'm not kidding so scooby grabs his stomach and he starts moaning in agony you know kind of like he doesn't feel well or he's been yeah. injured and so velma and daphne call him a ham and fred's like will you do it for a scooby snack and scooby just is like still head you know hands over his head not not into it yep. so fred offers two scooby snacks and scooby counters for three.
0: Oh, scooby's up in the ante last time two worked this time he's going for three
1: right and so yeah. three works fred agrees and so he gives him the scooby snacks and scooby's like ruby and like runs like,
0: <laughs> yeah, there's like the dun, 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 like cavalry horn as he's running in the room. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he runs in and he finds this magician's top hat and there's like a wand on top of it on a small table.
0: Oh, so he reaches in to the hat and he pulls out a rabbit and then he's like, and he puts the rabbit back in the hat and then he's like, wait. And so then he like, grabs the hat and is like looking through it and banging on it and look, and there's nothing like no rabbit, whatever. So he sets it back down and he grabs the wand and he like tap, 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 taps the hat and some flowers pop up. And then he's like, hmm. And he goes, look at him. And they squirt him in the face. And so he's like, oh, he like, so water off. And he's kind of, OK, fine, I do this hat. So then he's like, Scooby can whistle with, like, his fingers, with, like, his paws. He's a, pretty, he's a talented dog. He's like, oh, I can't do it. But he whistles. Yeah, I can't whistle either. Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, that's the signal. Scooby says it's clear. So they all come inside. And they find out the room is, like, filled with, like, magician's equipment, magic props, and all this kind of stuff. And Daphne wonders what all this equipment is doing in an old castle but Velma says that she's just about figured out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Velma's a smarty. She knows. It's
1: yeah, smartie. she is. She's yeah. clever.
0: But then suddenly they hear footsteps and Fred is like, whoa, everyone hide. But then they go to hide. But then the floating intangible phantom appears and starts laughing again. And it's like, I warned you to leave Haunted Isle. And now you must pay. And so they all run. And then like Shaggy runs into a magician's disappearing cabinet. And then Velma runs into another matching cabinet next to it, and the Phantom like passes through the closed door of Shaggy's cabinet, and then Velma runs back out of hers. And then the door to Shaggy's opens and Scooby's in there and he's looking really confused. And then we hear Shaggy like crying for help. And we see Shaggy's in one of those boxes that they saw people in half in. And there's like this saw, like saw him in half, but there's no one holding it. It's just like floating in space and saw and Shaggy in half. And he's like crying for help. Velma runs over to help him. But then the saw finishes and the two halves like fall to the floor. And the half that has feet sticking out, like get up and like walk away. And then... Velma realizes the head sticking out of the one is actually just a dummy. It looks just like Shaggy. He's like, "This is just a dummy head." And then Shaggy like pops up and was like, "Someone mentioned me?" <laughs> Shaggy. Yeah, it's he's pretty
1: convenient that the Phantom had a dummy head that looks exactly like one of the people on the islands.
0: Well, he had enough time to make it. You know, it's been they've been there a while. He's been he's That's he's great. probably watching them through the through the painting and he was like taking notes or something.
1: So, so Raphne. Fred, Daphne, and Scoob. <laughs> I mean, I guess you got to be prepared, right? So, Fred, Daphne, and Scoob are being chased by the phantom, and they run into a room and they find a rolled up rug labeled magic carpet. So, Fred and Daphne roll it out and get on it, and Fred's like, I hope this will work. And he says, Allie, go oop, which I don't, how does he know the magic, magic carpet words?
0: He probably just read some books or something. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But the carpet rises and it does start to fly. Oh. (laughs) but then scooby's like wait for me and he grabs the edge of the carpet with his teeth and this ends up causing them to crash and a frightened scooby runs into another room and he's like covered in the carpet and then he knocks on the door to rejoin fred and daphne but when they open the door they think he's the phantom because he's like wrapped up in the carpet and so they run But then, we see the real phantom behind Scooby. So Scooby runs, breaking down the door and leaving the magic carpet like, floating to the ground.
0: Oh, so maybe they didn't think Scooby was the phantom. Maybe they saw the phantom behind Scooby? We don't actually know. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, I have to say, so I did think there was a commercial break here and it was like super early, but it turns out it's not because there's another commercial break later, like a minute from now. So just like a fake commercial break. <laughs> just but a I fake say, cut. Yeah. As an adult watching this, so, and again, adults make this and they tend to put, I mean, they, we've got all like the drug jokes in here with shagging and that kind of stuff like that. So when they're on the carpet, like Daphne's on like her hands and knees in front of Fred and Fred's on his knees and he's like totally looking at her butt the whole time. As they're flying (laughs) on the carpet. I was just like, I could not see that. It's just like, so yeah, I don't know what was going on there. But anyway, so the gang is now reunited after the fake commercial break. And Fred says, it's like they finally lost a phantom. And Fraggy's like, that's groovy, man. But then Fred says, now they just have to capture the phantom. And Shaggy's like, that's not groovy. So Fred has a plan. because Fred is an idea, man. And he says it involves a suit of armor and a crossbow, and a cannonball, and this giant spring, all of which are conveniently located in the room. And there's probably going to be some other stuff too included in this plan of Fred's. So, so they're standing aside, spending a little bit of time, I guess, and Shaggy is complimenting Fred on his trap building skills. And we actually get to see some of it. There's a suit of armor that's holding some, it looks like a cannonball and a stick. I'm not sure what kind of weapon is supposed to be. Like, it doesn't have spiked balls, just like a ball. But he's holding that and he's got the spring in another hand and there's like, it's tied to a, some bellows down below and there's a hose on the bellows. And then there's a sawhorse with a plank over it making like a teeter-totter and then the cannonballs on one end of the teeter-totter and in the background, there's a wooden bucket and a rope and they're sitting like on a cabinet table kind of thing and there's a big axe behind the cabinet. So... But despite all this, Shaggy says that they can't catch a phantom because, you know, intangible, like goes through walls stuff like that. And Fred's like, I think we can catch this one. Velma agrees. So Fred must be right. But they'll need to find the phantom and lure him into the trap.
1: Yeah. And the trap is like this big Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. It's
1: pretty funny. I don't know if you ever played the board game Mousetrap when you were a kid. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and Shaggy, I, I don't know when Mousetrap was invented. I had a Mousetrap. Mousetrap was off freaking fun game i love mousetrap
1: it was fun but Um, it was a pain in the butt to set up it was such a pain
0: yeah nowadays it's actually different too like the pieces are different if you can find a classic one go for it the new ones aren't as good but anyway shaggy does actually say that fred's really good at building a better mousetrap when he yeah the trap so and i don't know if that's related to the game or if that's yeah i don't know the timing on that so
1: so now they need to get the phantom lord into the trap Mm -hmm. so fred's like Scooby can use his super sleuth nose to sniff him out, but Scooby disagrees. He suddenly has a cold and he appears like with his feet in, you know, a bucket shivering with a blanket around him. And, you know, obviously he's faking, yeah,
0: but he's Shag- in and shivering and says he's got a cold in his nose. Yeah. He's-
1: yeah. He's very like, I'm too sick to help. Mm-hmm. But even without Scooby's faking, Shaggy doesn't think the Phantom will even follow Scooby if he finds him because Scooby's just a dog. And Fred's like, we can fix that.
0: Scooby's like, whoa. And then, <laughs> then we get a real commercial break. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: And then Fred pushes Scooby through a doorway, and we see Scooby is dressed in a trench coat, hat, and a fake mustache.
0: Yeah. And he's on two legs, too. <laughs> he's like walking.
1: And like I'm sure this is probably even based on Scooby Doo, but there's this cartoon called Foster's Home from Imaginary Friends that I used to really, really love. I was I was pretty much an adult when I was watching. It. it was so funny though. But there's an episode where Blue dresses like in a trench coat with a fake mustache and a hat, and it just that episode used to crack me up so hard. And this totally reminded me of it, so I just like started giggling because I just couldn't stop thinking about Blue in the trench coat. Anyway, <laughs> that came much later, and I'm sure they got much inspiration <laughs> from Scooby Doo.
0: i mean that is the thing there's there's episodes of the little rascals where they're all like stacked on top of each other and like Mm -hmm. in a trench coat and a hat and like spanky has like a big mustache so i think it's yeah i think it's a trope oh it's a
1: trope thing yeah Yeah, too and like this is blue pretending to be a man like hello you know like it's just really funny Uh, (laughs) um so scooby whimpers and fred tells him to be brave think of rindin din or laddie or neither of which makes Scooby stop whimpering.
0: Yeah. And then obviously I guess maybe copyright, they can't say Rin Tin Tin and Lassie. So I don't
1: know. Yeah. I think, yeah. So Fred says, well, think of John Wayne. And so Scooby's kind of perks up and he's like, okay, you know, so that works. So he struts down the hall on two legs, full of bravado and grit. And Velma of course is like, what a ham.
0: Yep. So Scooby's doing his John Wayne strut through the hallway. And he's like, oh, random. He's like calling out for the phantom. And then he like looks in a vase and there's no phantom in there. So he puts the vase down and he walks away. But then the phantom head like pops up out of the vase and he's all transparent. Right. Plus he's in the vase. That's kind of spooky. And then Scooby finds this. There's this painting on the wall of the phantom, like as a ghost in a sheet and it's just <laughs> on the wall. And so Scooby lifts up the painting. And then behind the painting is, like, an opening, like, a window, basically. And the Phantom's just kind of, like, chilling. Like, he's, like, looking out his window, like, in some brownstone, like, in New York. Just, like, got his elbow on the ledge. It's, like, kind of like, hey, what's going on, dude? And then Scooby, like, just, like, puts the thing down and then realizes that the Phantom was there. So he lifts it back up. But then it's just, like, stone wall behind it now. The Phantom's gone. And then the hole's gone. Kind of weird. Yeah.
1: So suddenly a ghostly laughter fills the air. And Scooby turns to see the floating Phantom. And they stand facing each other and then slowly approach each other. And it's kind of like a standoff in a Western. Yeah. And they each take like deliberate steps, you know, and then they Mm -hmm. stop.
0: Wiggle their fingers like they're going to draw their guns.
1: But instead of drawing guns, Scooby gives the Phantom a raspberry and does the little, uh, and like finger wags. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then he moves at him too. He's like, moo. Weird, <laughs> and the Phantom okay. <laughs> is kind of just like, what? Yeah. The Phantom is kind of taking it back a little bit at first.
1: He's a little bit, but then he's like, you cannot escape me. And he chases Scooby. Yeah. So the Phantom chases Scooby back across the screen repeatedly up and down the halls. And we see them like, you know, go one way and then they go the other way. Yeah. It's and... almost a full
0: minute that they go back and forth across. Yeah. The it's a pretty stuff. long
1: time. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually, they get near the trap. So Fred sees them coming, and he tells everyone to get ready. And Scooby's coming through the room, and Shaggy and Fred are holding a rope across the opening, and Fred tells Scooby to jump, so he doesn't hit the rope.
0: But he doesn't jump. No. No. I'm also not sure how the rope would work with a phantom like floating, but... Okay, Fred, It's your plan? Whatever. Yeah, so Scooby trips on the rope and he face plants onto the magic carpet. And he slides across the floor up to the knight, who's kind of like jauntily posed. He's got like one leg out. And Scooby like slides up his leg and up his body and goes into the air and then comes down and lands on the bellows. And so there was a string tied to the bellows that was apparently, I don't know what the spring is even doing in this, but like the string is tied to the spring, and then there's another string tied from the spring to the weapon thing in the knight's hand. And apparently when the bellows goes down, it pulls the string, and then the the thing hits Scooby in the head. And then also this big gust of air from the bellows goes through the hose, right, As, as Scooby landed on it. And then that blows down this piece of wood that was holding another piece of wood that was holding an anvil in place. And so the wood flies off, and then the plank falls, and the anvil falls, and it falls onto the teeter-totter, which then launches the cannonball into the air. The cannonball lands on the cabinet, rolls a little bit, tips over the axe, which cuts a rope that was apparently holding back the crossbow, which has an arrow with a bucket attached to it. I'm going to call it a bucket arrow. And so it launches the bucket arrow, and the bucket arrow has some rope on it. And then the bucket arrow hits Scooby in the butt. Although now Scooby is being held aloft by the knight in like with one hand, which I'm thinking maybe, you know, it's the black knight and he came back to get some revenge and like came to life. But anyway, that would explain how Scooby's up off the ground. But anyway, so the bucket hits Scooby in the butt and he spins around a bunch of times in the knight's hand. And then it turns out that the rope was apparently tied to a huge chandelier. That's hanging from a pulley in the ceiling and Scooby spinning around like tugs on the rope, which I guess releases a catch on the pulley, and the chandelier comes crashing to the ground and the rope lifts Scooby up in the air and then Scooby is just hanging there from the ceiling by his butt in a bucket.
1: Yeah, it's a very elaborate trap. Yeah. yeah. Like it must have taken like I'm trying to figure out how long they're in this castle. That's like a whole like day's worth of work right there putting that thing together.
0: I mean there's five of them.
1: True. Yeah. But I mean you gotta think like how much heavy lifting is Daphne doing?
0: mm yeah, that's true. And you
1: I mean, know, she Shaggy... probably she
0: she probably like posed the night. He's kinda of junked. Yeah.
1: I mean I'm sure she yeah. helped. Yeah. I, mean, I just feel like Daphne and Shaggy aren't gonna do a lot of like the mechanical parts, like that's gonna be velma and fred putting that stuff together Uh yeah anyway so the floating non-corporeal phantom cackles and he tells the gang that they will not escape him so things aren't looking good for fred velma daphne and shaggy no
0: because their trap is sprung
1: and the phantom's right there yeah but then scooby's butt comes loose from the bucket and he falls and he lands on the phantom Oh. And we see that Scooby's actually on top of like this corporeal dude with a, like and the dude is just in a sheet and he has feet and shoes sticking out from under the sheet. So he's not like this
0: But he was floating in invisible just a minute ago.
1: Yeah, it's very weird. Hmm. So then Daphne squeals with delight cuz they caught the phantom and Velma proclaims, "Thanks to Scooby-Doo." And Scooby's like, "Aw."
0: Yeah, he's all shucks. Yeah. So then they're all in the castle and there's a cop in there and he tells the gang that when the fog cleared, their boat was spotted and they came to investigate. So the cop is apparently using they them pronouns because he's the only one there. So that's pretty cool for 1969. Good job, Hanna-Barbera. And they're like, well, who is that? And Fred's like this and he reaches over and like the Phantom is tied up with rope, but he's still like all covered in like his ghost sheet and everything. And so Fred pulls the hood off the sheet because the sheet is apparently now like a two-piece costume, kind of like a clan costume, not cool, but anyway. And the cop says, well, well, if it isn't our old friend, Bluestone the Great, an ex-magician that's wanted in six states. So this is also (laughs) the scene that is a meme where the the best version of this meme that I've seen is it says like, now I'm going to find out who's causing all of my problems. And it shows Fred getting ready to pull the mask off. And then he pulls the mask off and it's actually Fred's face under the mask. And so he's looking at himself.
1: So, yeah.
0: yeah there's mean, lots of those. Like, let's find out who's to blame for something. It'll be like something else under the mask. So,
1: yeah, the Fred revealing Fred one is pretty relatable. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I find it's causing all my life problems.
1: I know that feeling oh. very much. Oh dear!
0: And then Daphne's like, well, "What's he doing in Haunted Isle?" And the cop says he must have heard about the legend of Vasquez's treasure. Everybody's looking for that. So Velma says that he must have used all his scary magic tricks to keep people away. And then Fred is like, we figured out most of the tricks, like how he floated. And then Velma demonstrates by making Shaggy levitate. And it's like all done with wires and winches. Uh Uh-oh. You're so tricky, uh, Stone. Wires. I'm not sure how they travel through the whole castle that way, but okay. And then Fred says, the one thing they couldn't figure out, though, was how he disappeared through walls. And Bluestone has apparently already untied himself. Like he's just standing there and he's like, he's holding the rope. He's like not tied up anymore. He's like holding a big like loop of rope. And he's like, ah, that's my greatest trick. Let me demonstrate for you. Hold this rope, Fred. (laughs) He walks over to this camera. Like it's like a camera projector combo. And he shows how it records and projects his appearance from in front of a mirror. And it projects the thing onto walls. And if he steps away from the mirror, then it looks like he went right through the wall.
1: Oh, tricky.
0: Yeah, no one's noticed that Bluestone has totally escaped and just walking around, though.
1: Also, uh, like, it's nice of the criminal. Well, I guess, I, I don't know, criminal, but it's it's nice of him to, like, just totally explain how he did what he did. I thought magicians weren't supposed to reveal their secrets. Uh, I'm sorry, illusions. <laughs> illusions, Michael. Yeah. Sorry, Arrested Development reference. <laughs> I don't okay. know if Nick has seen Arrested Development. Did not get
0: that at all. But I'm just I'm oh. I'm still I still can't over the fact that like I think it's cool that like he's a magician, right? So he obviously like tie me up with rope ain't gonna help. Like I'm gonna escape. But then like no one is like, oh my god, he escaped. They're just like, yeah, cool. Show us, show us how you did that trick. That's so awesome. is your
1: projector. <laughs> anyway. So, Velma gives Bluestone props on being a good magician, but tells him he's a bad phantom. Aww. Meanwhile, Shaggy is fixated on Vasquez's treasure. And suddenly, they hear Scooby barking. And they all run outside, and they see Scooby digging something up. And they're like, maybe it's the treasure.
0: Yeah, and like they all run outside. Like, like Bluestone goes with him. He's like part of the gang now. Like Yeah. Yeah, Fred, Velma, Daphne, Shaggy, the cop, Bluestone, they're all just like, they're all buds now.
1: But unfortunately, all Scooby uncovers is a gopher. Aww. And the gopher is mad at being dug out of his hole. And so he like kind of gives Scooby the what for. And then he like gathers up all the dirt and kind of reburies it and drops back down his
0: hole. And everyone, everyone laughs. 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 Oh,
1: so funny. It wasn't yep. treasure after all.
0: Nope. Oh, Scooby. And Scooby like chuckles. <laughs> and then we get the end credit sequence. Yep. <laughs>
1: yep.
0: Same as the last time, probably just some of the names are different, but not probably too many. So
1: No, probably not.
0: Yeah. It's over.
1: Yep, and that's the episode.
0: Castle in
1: the castle.
0: Yep. We still didn't get it if it wasn't for you kids. We'd have got away with it. That's got to be not coming. Yet. That's got to be coming. That is just like the standard Also we do thing.
1: For someone wanted in six states, Bluestone doesn't seem that upset about being apprehended.
0: No, and the cop doesn't seem too like perplexed about the fact that he like, untied himself and just walking around free now either. And then also yeah. he's like, well, I guess his disappearing days are done because he's going to spend some time in the local jail. I'm like, he's wanted in six states. You're just going to put him in the local jail. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, but, dear.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Also, a gopher on a deserted island. I guess maybe it was transplanted there. And then has a little family there, probably. Like, a little, you know. Maybe it's a whole different kind of species of gopher that we've never seen before. This gooey was actually doing, like, scientific research, and they just, like, laughed it off. Didn't realize. Poor Scoob.
1: Yeah.
0: It's sad. Well, that's the end. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye.
1: Yeah, I guess that's it. I don't have (laughs) anything
0: else to say. (laughs)
1: I Want to Rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick and recorded at Black Cat Studios.
0: Episode production, design, and editing is by Lazy and Productions. Our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz. And The Truth is What We Make of It by The Agrarians.
1: Our premium feed is where you can find all of our X-Files adjacent bonus episodes covering television and films that are, you guessed it, X-Files adjacent. If you like these bonus episodes, tell a friend about our Patreon page. We'd love to have them join us.
0: Speaking of which, be sure to join us next time as we rewatch episode three of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? A clue for Scooby-Doo.
1: And try to figure out if If the truth truth is is still still out there.
0: there. The truth is what we
1: make of it.
0: I kind of wish I could do a Casey Kasem impression because on the Scooby Doo ones I could be like, and our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz. <laughs> but I can't. That'd
1: be cool. So. I know. I can't either. <laughs> I can't either. He has such a distinct voice.
0: Yeah. Do you wanna? Do you wanna redo the end when I'm like, okay, bye, and you can tap on it like, okay, bye, or just instead of sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I would be like, okay, bye.
1: Okay, bye.
0: All right.
1: Thanks for joining us.
0: And then you trail it on, drag it out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then we'll just keep talking.
0: (laughs) All right.